0: Loneliness is epidemic in our society and across the world. Hello, my name's Kim Dunn, I'm a psychologist and I've been working with children, adolescents and parents for about the last 15 years. And although loneliness is epidemic, it's like our hidden shame. Most people are not going to put their hand up in public and admit they have no friends. Or that they feel there's no one in their life that really gets them and knows them well. My aim for this podcast is that for each episode you will find some inspiration or a practical strategy that helps you create more connections that matter in your life. Thank you for listening and it would really help me if you left a rating or a review because this would help others who are feeling lonely create more connections in their life as well. Hello and welcome to the Creating Connections That Matter podcast. I'm your host Kim Dunn. I'm a psychologist, I'm a mother of three and I'm over 50. So props to me for getting (laughs) this out to you thank you so much for joining me as we talk about one of my all-time favorite things to talk about which is books yes but this episode is a little bit of the good the bad and the ugly about books and from the outset I want to help you get rid of the books that make you feel bad because not all books are meant for you. And not all books are created equal either. So I loved books. And growing up, we had a set of world book encyclopedias, which my mum worked her butt off selling so we could have our own set. Um, so she was a teacher and loved sharing her learning and her knowledge with us. And the thing that I really loved about the encyclopedias was you could just pick a volume off the shelf, open it up to any page and learn something new about the world. And looking at them gave me a sense of wonder and thirst for knowledge. And just as much as I loved those, I love my fantasy books. Enid Blyton, Anyone? Magic Faraway Tree saucepan man you know you could escape into these books and i went into worlds where anything and everything was possible so i love the promise the books contained um so as i got older my relationship with books became a bit more complicated as most things tend to do when you get older and there were books we had to read. So I went from reading with enjoyment, and I was an early reader, so I could read before I started school. And I started school when I was four. But we went from books that I loved to read to books I had to read. School novels, reference books. And I loved some of those novels. They opened my eyes up to different worlds. But it's still a different thing reading things you have to read than books. I thought I should read self-help books, self-development books, parenting books. And instead of always being about pleasure, books also became a mirror, reminding me of things I didn't understand, I couldn't learn, or that highlighted my inadequacies. No, going into parenthood, I was like, I'm going to read everything I can to prepare as well as possible but I really should have known better by then. I should because I do know that books are just people's opinions. That's it. That's someone's perspective on a topic. That's all they are. And if you don't have that perspective when you're reading, reading, it can drag you in and make you doubt yourself and your abilities So instead of supporting you and broadening your knowledge, it can have the opposite effect. And parenting books are just a perfect example. I have, or I had quite a few different ones (laughs) on my shelf. You know, all these from what to expect when you're expecting to, oh, look, you name it, you name it. And um, I did get to a point whenever I, Wanted to test the validity or how well a book suited um, my life understanding and my values, that I would go to a particular topic like breastfeeding, because that was something I had clear values about. Um, it was something I committed to to make a connection between me and my children, totally understanding that it doesn't work for everyone. But for me, looking at a parenting book and seeing what they said about breastfeeding was a good indication of where the author was coming from. And that ended up being my litmus test. Anyway, I'm digressing. So the point is, books kind of went from something that I love to something that I didn't always love. And I was either compelled because I thought I should read them or I had to read them for uni. And that's not to mention the books you buy at uni and you would never actually open, so yeah, you learn about that as well. Um, you know, so what's your relationship with books and reading? Do you have bookshelves in your home that might be full of books you've accumulated over the years? Because each year leading up to Christmas, I kind of feel it's like, all right, we get we get asked to think about what we would like and what we want. Um, it's a good time to step back and go, okay, what do I actually have? And does what I have enhanced my life? Or does it zap my time and energy? So, remember, I said we'd start off talking about this podcast with I'm going to help you get rid of books that make you feel bad. Yeah. So, let's move into that. And I'm going to borrow quite heavily from Marie Kondo, whose, um, you know, Spark Joy books I've read. And I have followed through some of her principles because I love the fact that you are a curator of your life. You don't have to spend your life accumulating stuff and then surrounded by that stuff. Now, every so often it's like, okay, what do I need? And with Marie Kondo, and if you don't know, I'll give you a very quick two-sentence version. It's about looking at what you have. And asking yourself, does this spark joy? Does this make me feel happy when I hold it? Does this have a positive energy? Is this something I really, really need and value in my life? And if it is, you keep it. And if it isn't, you let it go. And there's particular ways you let things go. And there's particular things, ways you keep things. All right. So let's dive into the books a bit more and think about them. So if you have books, do you smile when you see them? Do you refer to them regularly? Do you rejoice in their wisdom? Do you think, oh, I love that book? Or are there books on your bookshelf that taunt you with reminders about your failures or your perceived failures? Maybe there's cookbooks full of recipes you haven't tried. They look good, but for whatever reason, You've never made anything from them or maybe you've made one thing and it didn't really work and maybe it was a really expensive book so you don't want to get rid of it. Or do you have self-help books with exercises you haven't completed? Mm Mm-hmm, been there, done that. Novels you haven't read, maybe you started them and didn't like them, maybe it was a gift. Parenting books that seem to mock you. Mm Mm-hmm. Books that say, if you do this, then this will be the result. Now, I don't know about you, but my children hadn't read those books. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, or reference books you don't use. Maybe they're out of date. The rule of thumb used to be every 10 years you'd need to update your reference books. The way knowledge is moving, the speed at which knowledge is moving at the moment, it's probably... More frequently than that. So why are you holding on to them? Why are those books on your shelf? And what do you do about it? Uh, So one of the things to do is take them off the shelf. Mm -hmm. Because this is about energy and connection with the books, um, just looking at them doesn't work. It's taking them off and holding them in your hand. And taking the time to register how you're feeling and what you're thinking when you hold the book. Do you feel inspired? Or do you notice creeping thoughts such as, oh, God, I should read that? Do you remember when you bought it? Hmm? Do you think, oh, I was going to do that with it? You know, Are we sighing? Are you chastising yourself? Oh, that was a waste of money. What did I buy that for? any of those sort of negative feelings are a really good indication that book isn't working for you anymore and is likely to be zapping you. Uh, But if you feel inspired when you pick the book up, when you feel, if you feel a sense of warmth, it's time to reconnect with the reason why that book was on your shelf in the first place. So maybe you picked up a cookbook and you feel great, but you've never actually cooked anything from it make the recipe do the exercises in the self-help book you still love read the novel that you were still in, that you're inspired to buy and still want to read if i say this and you go oh no i don't have time or i don't really want to yeah you know, if this book is not going to serve you if it's just going to be a reminder of what you haven't done get rid of it so that's the second of your choice so you've got two choices with those books Reconnect with it, move it on. So if you pick up a book and you feel nothing or you feel the weight of the shoulds, move it on. Acknowledge your intentions for when you bought the book. Thank the book for the hope it inspired. And then acknowledge and release any guilt or disappointment in yourself. And depending on what the book is, you might want to donate it, give it to a friend, Um, If it's a really outdated reference book, it's probably best just to go in the recycle. But, you know, you think about what is going to be best for that book. And as you go through this exercise and you remove the fluff and stuff from your bookshelf that no longer matters, you can make space to reconnect with what is important to you. And somewhere along the line when you're doing this exercise, it might rekindle something. You might find a book that you haven't looked for a while and go, oh, that's right, I was going to do that. And you might feel that little flame, that reconnection inside yourself. Yeah, and that passion might be enough for you to discover something new. And this is all about creating the connections that matter and um, discovering rediscovering what matters to you through books so that was a bit of a potted version of my love hate affair with books you'll find more i've written about this in blogs previously on if you go to uh, just do a search on kimdun.com.au, you will find my website and have a browse through that i know there's a bit of a spilling there about Parenting blogs, uh, I mean, parenting books. I have such an aversion to anything that seeks to impose opinions on other people. You know, books should be there to enlighten and inspire, not to make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. So if a book hasn't worked for you, if a technique hasn't worked for you, it's not you, it's just not the match. Okay. Remember that everything that is written is someone's opinion, even if it's based on research. Research changes, facts change, knowledge knowledge changes. So it's not because it's written down; it doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and that it might have inspired you to have a look at what's on your shelf and what those books are saying to you. All right. Thank you very much for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, inspiring, challenging, thought-provoking, or just enjoyable, I would love if you could take the time to give me a review or a star rating. It helps other people find the podcast and it lets me know I'm not just sitting here talking to myself but I'm actually connecting with a real-life person, which is you. Okay, until next time, take care of yourself.